You don't have a safety problem. Welcome to the Get Real About Safety podcast. In our podcast, we discuss the new view of safety, what works and what doesn't work, to break down old paradigms and help you improve safety performance in your organization. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Pam, and we appreciate you listening. Please share and subscribe and tell others about this podcast. You can find us on most podcast platforms and also on YouTube. Hi, folks. I'm finally back. You know, we've been really deficient on getting these podcasts out here lately, and it's just because we have been so dadgum busy the last few months, it's been hard to find even a few minutes to even do a podcast. Uh, so that being said, we're finally back, and we're trying to get back on track. And the podcast I'm going to do today is a little bit short, but it's a really important one, and I think uh, it'll stimulate some thought on your part. And it's titled, You Don't Have a Safety Problem. You know, many things in the workplace get labeled as safety issues when, in fact, they're not. And most of the time, they're not. In fact, most of the time, they are much deeper. They are more operating system problems rather than safety problems. You have lots of problems out there like staffing issues, scheduling issues, budgeting issues, leadership issues. There are many, many issues out there that are not safety issues at all, but yet the safety department is sent out to try to fix this. And quite honestly, it sets safety people up for failure because they're not in a position to fix schedules. They're not in a position to fix budgeting issues and site organization issues and scheduling or, or staffing issues. They're not in a, they're not in a, a position to fix staffing issues. So let's just kind of talk about how most things are usually operating system issues. So let me tell you a little story. I had a situation a while back, uh, a company building a high-rise in downtown Atlanta. And all of the people who built scaffolds on that construction site complained about the fact that the job site was so disorganized that they had to spend the first two hours of every day just trying to find the parts to even build the scaffolds. Now, put yourself in the shoes of those scaffold builders. They had so much scaffold it had to be built during a, an eight-hour shift. They have to waste two hours of the day just finding the parts to even build the scaffolding. And so that immediately puts them under a rush. It puts them under a time crunch. Now, because they're in a rush, that very much increases the chance of errors. And if they have scaffold issues, a lot of times it's not the fact that it's the workers that are having a problem with the scaffolds. It is that the job site is disorganized. Now, in that instance, it actually went deeper than that, and it usually does. It had more to do with the fact that because of the volume of construction going on at that time, this company was hiring lots of young, inexperienced superintendents on that job site that they were trying to do a good job, but they just did not have the experience levels to know how to set that job up properly. So that's not a safety problem. That's a management problem. That's an operating system issue with site organization and experience levels of the folks running that job site. Now, a lot of times 
organization will have problems with people taking shortcuts or maybe they have fatigue issues. And oftentimes it may have to do with staffing levels. You know, oftentimes companies want to do more with less. Anytime that a company has to do more with less, it always increases the chance of errors because people do get tired. People do have to take shortcuts in order to get the work done. And so staffing levels are huge. And so if you've got people taking shortcuts, you've got fatigue, you've got people rushing, take a look at your staffing. Schedules often drive problems as well. Oftentimes, compressed schedules or fast production schedules will drive fatigue. It will drive rushing. It will drive people taking shortcuts. And again, that's not a worker issue. We can sit around and try to retrain the workers and ask the workers to be more careful and to try harder, all we want to do. But that stuff is relatively ineffective because these people have to get the work done. So if schedule is an issue, maybe we need to look at the schedule. And here's, here's a problem with that. Schedules are often set by people who don't do the work. And in some cases, they've never done the work. Oftentimes, schedules are set on cost and profitability. And so in effort to control costs, oftentimes schedules are compressed. But they're set by people that don't do the work, and so they don't understand what it actually takes to do the work. And it sets our workers up for failure. Another issue that gets coined uh, as a safety problem sometimes really has more to do with budgeting. Oftentimes, departments may have an inadequate budget because departments are constantly competing for funds. And if the budget is inadequate, oftentimes people borrow from the safety margins to make that up. Now, that happens in construction as well. I've seen cases where estimators in the construction industry would sometimes leave significant amounts of money out of a bid or out of a quote, and then they would get the job. Now, some poor superintendent somewhere is going to end up having to figure out how they're going to build that project because ultimately they got to get the work done. And what tends to happen is we tend to make up that budget shortfall by borrowing from safety margins. So look at our budgeting. That might be an issue if you've got what is perceived to be a safety problem. You know, oftentimes, underreporting, uh, lack of inspections, and those sort of things occur. And oftentimes, we look at the workers that they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, maybe they're not reporting hazards. But oftentimes, there's a deeper issue. Sometimes there may be a lack of maintenance or a lack of timely repair. You know, hazard correction and the timeliness of hazard correction is important to reporting. When people report a hazard and nobody does anything about it, or they report a hazard and it takes forever to get it fixed, and sometimes it even gets fixed, but there's not a good feedback loop to let somebody know what they did to fix the issue, then the perception of the workers is there's no sense in turning anything. Nobody's going to do anything about it, or it's going to take forever to get fixed. So if you've got issues with underreporting uh, of hazards, if you've got issues with people sort of pencil whipping inspections, maybe take a look at that maintenance. 
Here's another one that gets coined as a safety problem is sometimes people are using makeshift tools or they're improvising. Maybe they're not wearing the PPE that they're supposed to be wearing. Well, sometimes it has to do more with access to that stuff. If tools, equipment, PPE is too difficult and too complex to get, workers are always going to take the least path of resistance. They're always going to seek less effort. That's human nature to do that. So as a result of that, people are going to improvise. They're going to make do to get by to get the work done. So what is the access? Maybe we need to look at making it easier. You know, a lot of human performance has to do with simplifying things, making it easier to get the tools, easy to get the equipment, easy to get the PPE. Another issue sometimes when you got people on a job site that are not doing what they're supposed to do, maybe you see quite a few at-risk behaviors going on, some uh, PPE issues, and if it's not an issue with access to the PPE, sometimes it has to do with quality of leadership on that location. You know, it's pretty easy to size up leadership at any plant site or at any job site. All you have to do is look at the behavior of the workers. If the workers are not behaving the way that they should be behaving, you're not leading. And so perhaps the organization needs to look at leadership, training, and development, and maybe even some follow-up coaching to teach people how to lead uh, safely. Here's another one. If you've got a lot of people on the job site that are doing a lot of at-risk behaviors, and there's usually some attitude attached with that, you probably got a culture issue. It's really a culture and a leadership issue because leadership creates the culture. So what is the quality of leadership, and are they trained to be able to develop an effective culture uh, at that work location? It's not a safety problem. It's a culture issue. You know, here's another one, and I hear this quite frequently uh, in different parts of the country, that we have a safety problem because we have a lot of fraudulent workers' comp claims. Now, that's obviously not a safety problem. If people are filing fraudulent workers' comp claims, there's a lot deeper issues going on there. It probably has a lot more to do with labor relations, trust issues, a lack of management credibility, maybe the way people have been treated in the past. And so you need to look at those sort of things. That's not a safety problem. That's nothing the safety department is going to go out there and fix. That is a management problem. That is a credibility issue, and this is where senior leadership has to be involved. Now, here's another one that often gets coined as a safety issue. Sometimes communication issues get coined as safety issues. Let me give an example. I had a situation with a client a couple of years back where a gentleman on a construction site fell off a flatbed truck and broke his leg. Now, he was standing on ice, it was in the winter time, and he simply slipped, fell off the truck, and broke his leg. And this company was doing human performance, and they were doing event learning teams. When they put this learning team together, what they found out from the workers who actually have to do the work is that those forms are loaded on this flatbed truck with a forklift back at the yard. But when the deliveries come to the site, there's no forklift available. 
they have a forklift, but it's on the other side of the job site, and it's not available to them. And so that forces them to have to get up on the truck and use nylon slings, which is inherently more dangerous, and puts them at a risk of falling. Now, keep in mind, this is wintertime, and there's ice on the truck. It's not a matter of the worker wasn't paying attention or the worker should have watched his footing or any of that other ridiculous stuff. It's a matter of we have a situation where the workers are forced to do a riskier job. Now, the office knows when those deliveries are coming, but they don't communicate that to the guys in the field so that they can have a forklift standing by. And so that forces them to have to get up on that truck. So in this case, we don't necessarily have a safety problem. We have a communication problem. Now, by going through that learning team, they were able to fix a whole lot of issues based on that. Now, here's another one I hear sometimes. We just have a bad workforce in this area. We just got low-quality workers. You know, sometimes that might not be a safety issue. That might be a hiring issue. That might be a human resources issue of how we attract workers, how we indoctrinate workers, how we evaluate workers. So it has a lot more to do with hiring than it does with safety. Here's another one that's often coined as a safety problem when it's not a safety problem at all. Workers sometimes go through a safety orientation. They go and they learn the rules, they learn all of the policies of the company, and they go out there and they do the right thing, and then nobody reinforces those behaviors in a positive manner. Now, what happens over time is that if nobody is re reinforcing the things that they're supposed to do, naturally occurring consequences like it being easier, saving time, less effort, start shaping that worker's behavior in a direction that we don't want it to go. In other words, they do the right thing, nobody says anything. They do the right thing, nobody says anything. They do the right thing, nobody says anything. And so as a result, those soon certain and positive reinforcers of it being easier, simpler, more comfortable, those are very powerful reinforcers that will shape our workers' behavior right back in the other direction. So a lot of things that are coined as safety issues are more indoctrination issues, onboarding issues, those, and a lack of behavior reinforcement type issue. Now here's another one that gets coined as a safety problem quite often. Workers are not using tools properly. Now, that being the case, were those workers actually trained in how to use those tools? You know, sometimes out in the workplace, we make the assumption that somebody knows how to use a skill saw. Uh, they know how to use that drill. When in fact, they may not. They may have never used a skill saw in their entire life. Here's another one that I get from time to time. Is that when workers go from location to location, you know, in some organizations, uh, you take a construction site, for example, workers may go work at different sites. They may not work for the same supervisors all the time. They work at different sites. And oftentimes, supervisors will view the safety rules differently from site to site. This superintendent sees it different than that superintendent, or they run their job different than somebody uh, does on another job site. Uh, and I've had this with several construction clients, as a matter of fact, but it also happens in general industry. 
where people switched apartments and different supervisors view things differently. What that does is it creates inconsistency. It creates frustration on the part of the workers because there's a lack of standardization, and it confuses workers. And they don't know when they go from site to site, what is the rule on this site? And, and oftentimes, you know, the orientation they got is sort of a generalized company orientation, but it's not very specific to how things are seen on this particular job site. I just wanted to throw a few of those things out to you today because I really want to get you to thinking about how often things are coined as safety problems that are not safety problems at all. They are operating system problems. So I got a little quote here. This is uh, from uh, Dr. Todd Conklin. This is out of his, one of his books called Workplace Fatalities. It says, in most cases, the safety program did not fail operations. Operations most likely fail the safety program. Well, that's it today. I hope to see you down the road. Thanks for listening in. Hope you found value to this, and we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, folks. Keep them safe out there.